Right, Trips, here we go. Welcome into the Gridiron Crew podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Danny McVeigh, and this is Super Wildcard Review Show. Uh, and good to say, what a weekend of games it was. It was just a uh, non stop excitement, top class entertainment, start to finish. Well, maybe not quite the finish, but it was top class entertainment anyway. But right, before we get into all the action, let's meet the crew. Uh, first up, he's a sad, sad, sad Vikings fan. How sad are you, Craig? Come on, Craig Smith, tell us all about it. Do you need I a hug? I have to. Do you want to hug? talk about it? I do. I, would, I would love a hug. Don't, don't worry. We've got hug. we've got a whole section lined up when you can tell us all about it. But we, I just want I to hear can't about wait. I can't wait. The sadness, the melancholy that's been in your life since Sunday, and how much I, Murdo has basically just got it right up you. Rubbed it in on a continuous <laughs> basis. Yes, he's a very happy giant. I'm a very sad Viking, but no. Do you know what? I'm still. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I'm used to it, Danny. I'm used to years of bitter disappointment, so I'll take it take it on the chin. And um, the rest of the weekend was decent, good weekend of football, cracking games. So, and I get to have a blather about it with you boys, and I'm sure you won't rub it in too much over the next hour and a bit. Nah. You've just got to be grateful for small things. At least it wasn't a kicker this time. You know, it was a shoddy <laughs> defence. So, you know, just a shoddy aging defence. Yeah, you've got to you've got to take these small victories, mate. Right. Next up is a good, a happy, happy Green Bay fan, Liam McGee. Liam, have you finished finished pissing yourself laughing at the Vikings? <laughs> just about, just about. It was a, it was a, a good watch, shall I say? Um, it's been well a bit. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even, even though I predicted the Vikings to win, you know. I, I was going to say that. But we all know that was about reverse psychology. <laughs> <wasn't it>? <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, I, I get a wee bit of voodoo there. I know what you're saying. Right, last but certainly not least, Another Pats fan who was just enjoying a good bit of football, wouldn't you, mate? How's it going, Scuddy? I'm not bad, buddy. Not bad. What a cracking weekend of football. It was delightful. Not a bad game at all. There was a bad game, but it wasn't at the weekend, so I don't need to talk about that one too much. No, no, we'll, we will get any other games. Uh, I, I don't think... I don't know. There's, kind of just before we get into them all, there's a bit of a kind of thing about the super wild card weekend with this seventh team and the seventh seed did they actually add any entertainment to the you know to, you know to the playoffs are they just there for cannon fodder i think this weekend showed up that they are legitimately there and it's a good thing maybe we'll come into a wee bit about the monday night football thing later on but uh, yeah, no, just what a weekend of uh, sport and football, non-stop entertainment, right, lads? Usually, you know this, you know the thing by now. You know, usually we have a kickoff question and we have a a bit of blather and a bit of laugh about something. But I don't see the point. Let's not waste time. With that. Let's just get into the games. There's absolutely six crackers to get into. We'll run through them in uh, the sort of chronological order, the way they were aired, and the way they were shown. So first up, we have the number seven seed Seattle Seahawks. They travelled down to Santa Clara. Take on the number two seed, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and good to say, at the half, this wasn't exactly gone as many had predicted, was it? The Niners were trailing by one. Uh, Seattle more than matched them. You know, they were getting involved in them, just as physical as them. And let's face it, for a lot of people, the Niners were Super Bowl favourites. But Niners just ran away with it late in the third quarter. Strip sack, led to Brock Purdy, touchdown pass, Elijah Mitchell, which was a Beautiful player. I'd like to talk a wee bit more about that one, hopefully. That put the Niners well in control, and they went on to close out the game 41-23. Uh, 
So, lads, Smudger, uh, do I start with you? Do I just keep you for the Vikings game? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right, I'll come to you, mate. I'll come to you, right? Since you're you first done, right? Me, um, no, I really enjoyed this one, like you say. Kicked off the, the weekend with an absolutely brilliant game. And, yeah, half-time looked like there might have been a wee bit of upset in the cards. Uh, Seahawks did everything that I think could have been expected of them. You know, they they, they they did move the ball well. I thought Gino had a had a decent, you know, start to the game. Um, the, the 49ers, in my opinion, you look at the talent that they've got, um, the system that they've got and how well Brock Purdy's adapted to that system, the things that they've managed to overcome, you know, with the, the quarterback situation in particular, the, you know, the, they've had to chop and change, they've gone from Lance, they've gone to Garoppolo, they've gone back to Purdy. That's no disrespect to Purdy, who I did think had an absolutely brilliant game for the 49ers. He was he was excellent, um, and, and he, he kept getting better as the game went on, and, and they really kind of found their groove in the second half. Um, I thought at the beginning of the game, like McCaffrey really like looked up for it and, and had some absolutely brilliant rushes as well. He looked, you know, he's been tremendous. He's been you know, an absolutely superb addition to their side, but they've just got so many weapons. Debo was brilliant as well. Um, they they all just are clicking at the right time, um, and I did feel for Seattle because they they made a really big you know impact in the first half. They were you know just ahead at, at the half, um, but they just didn't have the momentum in the in, in the second half. Um, but I think the Seahawks have exceeded everyone's expectations given where they were at the beginning of the season. Um, they like as a Seattle Seahawks fan, I would think you know at the end of this season, looking ahead to next season as well, with now the picks that you've got and what you can build around that. And even listening to to Gino after the game talking about like his future and how appreciative he's been of the chance he's been given as the starting quarterback uh in Seattle. Like he he wants to be there. He wants to to make sure that you know they can find a, a deal that will keep him there um, and probably, you know, financially he's, he's not going to, you know, take too much of a hit as far as that's concerned. So there's there's loads of things that I think Seattle have got to take as positives for this. The 49ers move on. They they look the business and they've still they've got to be the strong favourites. That's that's my opinion on it anyway. But yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant game. Loved, to, loved watching it and Purdy was tremendous. 332 yards he ended up passing for. Uh, absolutely superb for what he's what, sixth game or something? Like seventh ridiculous. Ridiculous. seventh six six and a bit. No many. <laughs> no <laughs> many. No many. The same uh, amount so, of fingers as somebody for Lark Hall's got. Uh, he just he just looked, he Sorry, just looked so assured, so composed. <laughs> uh, like the pressure he must have been under. So I uh, absolutely brilliant. Superb. I know uh, that the number of passing yards apparently that's the second most amount of passing yards for a rookie in a playoff, only behind Danger Russ about ten years ago against the Falcons. Apparently, see, I've got all the statistics here as well. Right, Scud, what did you see for this one? Uh, did you did you enjoy the 49ers? Yes, they're a really good team. They're good to watch in all phases of the ball. Um, they're in defense. They maybe let more through in the, for the second quarter and I thought they were going to but they came out on top and then they showed their quality their, their line getting after the, the passer the quarterback is ridiculous um, attacking you, you touched on it smudger 
McCaffrey was amazing. He looks like he's back to what he was before all his injuries for the couple of years when he wasn't exactly who he was. He should have been. Don't but jinx us, he's good. Don't say that. Come on. Yeah, he's caused me a lot of hassle and a lot of fantasy leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually care anymore. I'm never drafting the guy as long as I live. Um, and then Debo's run as well. He's coming back to full fitness. Ayuk's took a big step forward this year. And then George Kittles, just his Purdy's safety blanket. The, the only question they've got is the quarterback, but he seems to answer every question it's always asked of him. So there needs to be a point where we're still asking, saying he has the weakness, but it's how he can deal with the pressure now that's on his shoulders. He's a yeah. young guy, he's maybe got no fear, so he may just rise to it and just grow with it, but there's still a, there's still a wee nagging doubt of everything in the team. It's only really him that's a sort of question mark, I would say, but he's answering every question through him just now. Well, that's what I was going to say. He is the uh, first rookie to account for four touchdowns in a rookie, in a playoff game, sorry, not a rookie game, in a playoff game. So if that's the one person you've got doubts about, I, I think <laughs> as a team you're, you're doing all right. I, I think, though, like, there was one thing, you know, they've got to stop, they kind of gave up as many silly points. They obviously gave up that silly field goal at the very end of the half. There was the... Uh, I was going to say roughing the passer, but it wasn't roughing the passer. Uh, well, I did put it down roughing, but you know what I mean. Uh, and they gave him 15 yards and they set up, I think it was like a 56-yard field goal or something like that for them to take a lead. That was a bit sloppy and they, they looked a bit sluggish in this game. Liam, there was a play that a lot of people were kind of looking at and needless to say, it's an ex-raider that uh, was involved in it, Jonathan an, Abrams. An, an, an ex-packer too, I have you know. Obviously, oh, the Packers as well. He, I, the Packers, I, I, yeah, I can't remember if he actually played. He was brief, played one game, brief, brief visit uh, this season. I yeah, I, I remember. I remember watching him when he was drafted on Hard Knocks when it was the Raiders, and he just kind of seemed to come across as a bit a bell end and yeah. a great player, but a bell end nonetheless. And uh, he, uh, yeah, so what they do? He, he tries to grab and twist Debo's ankle, uh, left him. Sore and it just kind of kicked the whole team right up the arse. Yeah, pretty him. much, you know. Like, yeah, give, and it's like Debo, and it was Debo back. He was like, stuff that. Go, I'm going to go for uh, 74 yards for a touchdown. So, uh, I, I, yeah, don't don't piss off these guys when they're that talented. <laughs> I suppose is the key. But again, like, when you've seen Purdy, how much do you think is down to Purdy, and how much do you think the scheme with Shanahan? Because well, we all know fine well that Kyle Shanahan is an offensive mastermind. So, how much do you think? Is actually there? How much do you think he's actually the real deal? Oh, that's, that's the thing. I think that's like still the question, isn't it? I think you have to put a lot in Shanahan. Like his scheme's amazing, but again, is it the quarterback? Is it just the number of skill players they've got? It's as you say, as you're rhyming off earlier on there, like you're just rhyming off player after player. Um, but could you drop any other quarterback into that and just do as well? Jimmy G, Trey Lance, look. And what's that other question? Oh, oh, oh. What are they going to do next off? I know it's a bit early to talk about their off season, but what are they going to do next off season when Lance is back? <laughs> well, to be honest, though, we've seen yeah, this though. You know, look, you know, Kyle Shannon. You know, when he was running the Falcons, you know, was it, is it any wonder that was like Matt Ryan's best year? Yeah. I've got a complete brain fart there now about how they pulled in a couple of years ago when Jimmy G was injured constantly. Oh, God, I'm got, oh, that's got to really annoy me. I'll come back to me in the middle of the night. I'll wake up in a scream and a cold sweat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but for a guy who's drafted, everybody knows, you know, seventh round, last pick in the draft, 
he shows so much poise. And what I was really impressed with him in this game was his vision in the pocket. You know, there was there was the the play to uh, Elijah Bohr. You see, he just sort of rolls out to the left. You think he's about to get sighted. He managed to just sort of break away to the right, just finds him wide open, you know. And, and then... Uh, yeah, oh, some stat about, like, wide receivers. I just say, San Francisco, they're all wide open. It was, like, 10 yards after the catch or something like that. And I think the average is about six-odd yards, so... It's like that's a, that's just scheme, isn't it? So getting that way well, open. But that one wasn't a scheme, though. You know, at the end of the day, that, that was a play broke down. You know, and that was all Purdy. His pocket awareness, his movement, and for kind of wee guy, he doesn't look like he should be that mobile. But a, a bit like Brady, you know, their pocket movement, their awareness, they're moving about, and they can feel the pressure coming where it's coming from. He was getting away some great plays. What I absolutely love about this 49ers team is the trenches, though the the offensive line, the defensive line. Unreal, they just get after everything. Brilliant to see. Uh I I particularly loved yeah. Thanks, Ross. It was Nick I'm, Mullins. I've just got to I look forward to my watch tell me later on or tomorrow morning. I've had like four hours of deep sleep now. Cheers, Ross. <laughs> uh no, uh, uh, there was Brock uh, he's he's quarterback sneak for one yard. I absolutely loved it. He'd be he, he as well just like, kind of stood still and just let the whole line and the whole backfield just push him forward. And he didn't even need to sneak. It was just like, we're bigger and stronger than you and we're going to manhandle you right into that end zone. I, I loved also his, um, what was it? I can't remember what play it was. Was it first half where he had to run off the side of the scramble and he kind of high-stepped the guy to just get an extra uh, yard? It was like, that's pretty nice. Showing confidence, <laughs> didn't he? Showing a lot of confidence for a young man. Yeah, and the fact you know it was only sacked once. You know, a lot of these rookies, particularly in India, and I'm sure we'll get to like Trevor Lawrence and stuff soon. You know, they're they're making their their playoff debut. The nerves are there. No fine well that there's no next week if you get this wrong. It 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 must be, you know, it must fill him with so much confidence. knowing fine well that that whole line they've got in front of him is well protected. As I say, he was only sacked once this game for about eight yards or something like that. That's just got to really just you know g you up and just know you're untouchable. He did look a wee bit nervous to start with. I would say that, but like I say, he just seemed to grow into this game. Time. Yeah. Uh, what else would I like to kind of bring up here? Uh, Oh, there was just one play from Zell. I thought the 50-yard touchdown pass to DK Metcalf. Absolutely lovely. Wide home. And if there's anybody who you can maybe uh, get after in that uh, secondary, it was Ward. So that's one to look forward to. But uh, any other thoughts in this game, lads? Or will we will we kick on to the next one? No, I'm kick on. There'll be more tests for the 49ers to come, but bigger tests, but we'll see how they go on. Any surprises there? Was there any surprise in the, the final score or anything? Just how close it was at the half, as you yeah, touched on, mate. Yeah. yeah, other than that, the final score, not not entirely surprising. But, yeah, I guess. San Francisco, they look the business. Class showed through in the end. Then there was the, the late game, or early Sunday. I'm still saying it was a late Saturday game. Uh, what did we have here? It was in Duval County. Uh and this was the home of one of the kind of all-time classic playoff matches, wasn't it? This was unreal. Fifth seed Delhi Chargers, uh, they were in town to take on fourth seed Jacksonville Jaguars. They won the AFC South, of course. Uh, and to be honest, after going 27, uh, getting ahead 27 in the second quarter, ESPN Analytics had the Chargers chances of winning this game at 98.3%. 
that that 1.7% was all that Trevor Lawrence needed just to get this team rallied. He went on to throw four touchdowns, set, and then went on to set up uh, Patterson for that 36-yard field goal to win the game. How good a game was this to watch? This was just batshit mental, to be honest, at the start. Who did you make it, Liam? It was crazy. Like It was just like, as you say, the first half, or first, well, I first half in total was just like, Interception after interception, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> it was crazy. But fair to Lawrence, like as you've kind of seen the progress throughout the season, haven't we? Like how he's kind of come on. Like fair play to him to four, throw four interceptions in your first playoff game and then turn it around to get a win out of it. It's, that takes a bit of character. It's like maybe maybe he was a, a number one overall pick after all. So um it definitely was impressive to see. Um, no, definitely. That was good. And then just, even like the four different, he threw to four different players for his touchdowns as well. It's just like, it just made it's just like good things are coming, I think, for, for the Jags, if not already. Well, again, it's something that I've talked on about the last couple of podcasts I've been on. Uh, coaching matters. You know, you've, we saw poor coaching last year, Urban Meyer and Dougie P. We know fine well what he's like. He just gambles. He goes for it every time. Unfortunately, Scud, we've seen that in a Super Bowl. Philly specials going for it constantly in fourth downs. And I don't know. Again, I think that just sort of breeds confidence in them because, again, you saw Trevor Lawrence on the sideline really geeing up, rallying up his team. He was taking full responsibility because some of these interceptions were pretty poor. Maybe a bit of nerves there. Scuddy, they started interception, then it was a touchdown. An interception, a field goal, a punt, then the Chargers punted. Then it was an interception, then it was a touchdown. Punt, touchdown, interception, then a punt, field goal. You know, it was just like, it was just non-stop. It was just like, when is this going to end? It was just like watching a car crash. But what I particularly loved, just before we get a wee bit more of the game, was Twitter. The amount of freezing cold takes that you see in the next day on Twitter about all these talking heads, all these experts. Oh, you know, this is embarrassing. Is this the end of them? The Titans would have been better than this. And then it was just one after the other freezing cold takes. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. But what did, uh, Scuddy, what did you see from the Jags then in the, the second half that really changed that? Or I guess right before the half, because obviously they, they, they touched down right before then. Um, what I've seen was a young quarterback almost like coming age um, to bounce back from four and four interceptions was nothing short of amazing. Many better players have probably crumbled under those circumstances, but to do that in your first game and then the balls to come back and do what you've done in the second half or just before the half as you touched on was ridiculous. Um, they've got a stud in Etienne. He's a player. You've got that they can rely rely on. I would still not say they've got the best weapons. They've got good weapons, but they've not got, to me, a true number one receiver at the moment. How like, was the right? He wasn't even a true one <laughs> wide number one receiver with Atlanta, but <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, a JJ, a Medcalf, a big physical yeah. presence to get that. He needs something like that in his arsenal. Um, but no, the the second half was just nothing but remarkable. I thought it was a squish because I took the Chargers thinking at halftime, oh, I've won this, they bother. <laughs> no. <laughs> didn't post that on Twitter then, did you, Scott? No, I, I, was, I was thankful I was sleeping at that point. <laughs> but I, I guess, look, the when I was watching it, 
were the Chargers actually that good in the first half, Smudger, or were they just benefiting from short field, taking advantage of the mistakes that Jags had jumped on, and they were actually still struggling to move the ball? You've hit the nail on the head. In the first half, the Jags were basically shooting themselves in the foot. They were continually giving the ball back to the Chargers, giving them opportunities. The Chargers weren't particularly great, um, and, and as Jacksonville got more and more belief in themselves, and, and to at least you know going into the half and being able to claw that back a little bit, coming out in the second half, they they just looked like a completely different team, and and you could see the confidence growing, and and the the biggest thing that, that probably showed how much more confident they got as the game went on, and, and the belief that they could win it was the two point conversion to then bring it to within. You know what? We can get a field goal here and just win this outright. Forget about tying the game. We can win this because the, they stopped making the stupid mistakes in the first half, the four interceptions, and all credit to Lawrence to you know, put that to the back of his mind, focus on what he has to do, get that two-point conversion, and then for them to go up and get within the field goal range and to, to finish it like that was just, you know, it was like Hollywood stuff. It was brilliant. Again, like the, the unbelievable was- comebacks we've had in this NFL season – that one, as far as the playoffs go, was tremendous. Brilliant. Was there, the script it? was excellent. And and I love, you say, Lawrence, it really takes a special kind of quarterback to overcome, you know, like mentally overcome that in that kind of high pressure playoff. It's all or nothing, really. You know, to do that and then second half come out and play the way he did and have that belief in himself. And yeah, they, they've got they, Liam. You touched on it as well. They they had four different touchdowns from four different players. Uh, they do have talent there, uh, but the biggest thing was that they had they had the belief in themselves that they were able to do that and come back. Lawrence is a tremendous quarterback, and I will be really really looking forward to seeing what they do next. Uh, it's going to be an uphill struggle because there's some good teams. Coming up, uh, certainly that 49ers team that we've just talked about, uh, plus others that are going to be in the uh, in the mix. So we'll talk about let's... the divisional games a wee bit later on, but you know yeah. we'll, we'll not mention the team with the asterisks. Uh, the, <laughs> the 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 one of the plays I think needs to be brought. What I just thought was unbelievable play call, and as I say, for me the second half adjustments that Doug Pearson and the coaching team when the Jags were making were unbelievable. They're really taking. The, the looks that the Chargers were giving them and really playing to the strength. You know, they, they were properly carving them up at that point. But that fourth and one to set up the the field goal, it was TATN, where it looked like, you know, because obviously the two-point conversion was, you know, you take six foot six, Trevor Lawrence, and he basically just sticks his hand out because he's bigger than everybody, <laughs> and he gets it. And you could just see the whole Chargers defense is just loaded behind it it's like they're going to rush this is a qb sneak no pass off trevor lawrence hits the edge away he goes you know it was just brilliant absolute brilliant play calling by doug pearson and again it just reminds me of stuff like the philly special stuff that we've seen which is great to see you know i'm pretty sure we could have a debate uh in one of these podcasts about who should be coach of the year uh and surely doug pearson's got to be up there uh, Definitely. Uh, they, at least, at least Lawrence, Lawrence at least showed when you're fourth and goal and you need to get the ball across the line as a quarterback how to do it. 
as opposed to say Tyler Huntley, which we'll get onto later because that was hilarious. We, we will. <laughs> we will definitely that. Right. Ross has come in again. What are you saying, Ross Sterling? Trevor Lawrence was the first QB to throw four interceptions in the first half and win in a playoff since Andrew Luck did it at Arrowhead. Four interceptions and three touchdowns. There you go. Every day's a school day. Happy to listen to comments. We'll read them out. It's particularly ones that slag Ross Sterling. We're happy to listen to them. I just asked something, but how much was he regretting playing Mike Williams in the was, meaningless I was, game? I was going to say that, yeah, that was... That's, well, this is what we're just about to get back to. You've got a 27-0 lead. You're a defensive coach. You made your name as a defensive coach, and you let it collapse. You ruin your chances of winning by getting your, arguably, your best offensive weapon injured in a basically a meaningless game the week before. Should they be sacked? Yes. Well they've already sacked the the role C have they not? I thought I saw I thought I heard Lombardi. I think they've sacked him already. But Staley's yeah. been questionable. So surely he can survive that. You you think so, but it's like let's get rid of the O C blame it on him. <laughs> But when it's your defence that's given up the, the thirty-one <laughs> points and the, you know, given up two-point conversions late in the fourth quarter and given up the, you know, the fourth and ones, that's not really where you want to be. Now, one of the points that I've heard and heard that a few times, and it's true, Chargers are a bit cheap, so there's a good chance they might not want to. They want to ride with a cheap manager rather than going for a Sean Payton, playing paying him the big money, and giving. You know, Justin Herbert, who is an absolute unreal talent, you know, he's still got it. You can still see it, still see flashes there, but as a scheme and as a team, they just look a wee bit downtrodden on the look. They need a change of the look. They need sort of freshened up. Uh, so, yeah, I've got to say for the battle of the hair, who do you think's got the best hair, actually, <laughs> Herbert and Lawrence? Because I was sitting yeah. hanging this one thing that. Because even when he's on the field, he looked the exact same when he takes his helmet off as he was later on at Waffle House that night celebrating it. No, no hat right. here, no helmet here, really. <laughs> Not one bit. Whereas I'll probably, well, whatever here I've got left is going to be <laughs> look a mess after I take this headset off. But one other point to bring up in this game that I thought was brilliant. So, guys, just imagine the dream, right? Imagine you, you win a wee scratch card or something like that and you win 1.4 million quid. And you go to halftime and you see it's 27 nothing to the Chargers. Would you fancy betting 1.4 million quid on the Chargers to win at halftime just to win 11 grand? Did you see that? No. no. Oh, you did not see that it? actually happen. Apparently sure you get the interest just about that as well, if you put it in the bank. <laughs> to win 11 grand. I apparently won nut job out there, decided to bet 1.4 million at half hour when it was 27-0. <laughs> just to win 11 grand back, so, ah oh well, sucks to be him. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to see what his wife had to say the next day. Oh, but he was sleeping <laughs> <the day. laughs> Right, that's, um, that was the Saturday night. Uh, games, absolute crackers. Two of them were brilliant. We then go on to the, the Sunday games and AFC wildcard game. We have, it was going to be a blowout of the weekend, some said. 
it was going to be an embarrassment for Miami. Others said that really, when it comes to playoff football, anything can happen in this league, and that's why we love it. And it almost did Orchard Park on Sunday. Number two seed Buffalo Bills managed to just shrug off some sloppy play, and just yeah, they were a bit meh overall the entire game. That is a technical term, meh. It's uh, <laughs> trademark copyrighted. Danny McGray, thank you. Uh, they managed to just scrape past a heavily injured Miami Dolphins team. This didn't quite go to plan, did it? Because I'm who Scud was that with you mm-hmm. uh, in the preview show. Where was your take? Can you remember your prediction for this game? I said they were going to get pumped. Pumped <laughs> again, another technical term. Pumped, Nate. Was it Nate Wadouts? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even see them score. Never mind doing what they done, but I will. Do you remember what I said in that game? Or in that podcast, sorry about the game. I, mean, I just no. might bring this up early just so I can no, see. I know what you're getting it, but no, I don't. How I said <laughs> it'd be much closer than everybody's going for. And I think it would, I don't know if I actually said it was three, but I was thinking they would have been. You by did three. say it was going to be three. And I would bet Miami and the points. So just, I'm going to sit here, look smug, while you three gentlemen tell me all about the game. What Liam, tell me what went down here. What was good? What was bad? Start with you pick Miami or Buffalo. I'll let you go. I'm sitting smug. I suppose we'll, I suppose we'll start with the winners. We'll start with Buffalo, I suppose, won't we? It kind of looked, as you see, it looked like it was going to blow out early. So I think we're up 17-0 early. Alan doing well. But then Alan was just doing what Alan's kind of done all season. He's kind of just started throwing some interceptions. He had that fumble in the... In the the third quarter wasn't it by that point um it's kind of slightly worrying for the, for the bills as much as they got the win it's slightly concerning um they were tw- what 27 24 down middle of the third after that fumble to miami as we see who no one no one gave a shot a chance at doing anything and like even like i did oh sorry sorry bar, bar one bar one 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 I, fine I, gentleman i still <laughs> said they would lose but i said it was close right so sorry no and also like and Miami were also just dropping passes right, left, and center as well. It's like, as much as Skylar Thompson's stats were not the greatest, to be fair, but he's, I suppose, rookie quarterback thrown into, what was it, second game, full game sort of thing. Waddle had quite a few drops. And then, that was kind of strange. Waddle, you can see Waddle was injured, and they're, they're still trying to get him involved. I suppose, try and get your best players on the ball and, and just go with it and hope for the best, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, it's like... And Buffalo's D did did it did enough in the end, but it's just it's going to be interesting what how 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 things are going to progress now for the Bills. I think Thompson's stats they weren't great. No, they weren't. Yeah, eight, they were all right. I would I would take it as a quarterback. Completions and, yeah, oh, <laughs> I absolutely. But eight, yeah, eighteen completions and forty five attempts. So you know, less than less than fifty percent. Fifty percent. Um, I think no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. And like you say, the, the the rest of the the rest of that Miami team as well helped them out. Oh, we've lost Scott. And um, the rest of the team, the, the defense, Miami defense helped them out massively as well. You, you, you talk about you know the, the the fumble return that they, they they put in at the beginning the beginning of the third quarter, yeah. and at that point you're like, oh, this is this is getting interesting. 
we've got a game here. Yeah, I was in the same boat as you, Liam, and Scud. I had I had the Bills minus eleven. I think in my coupon, I thought it was going to be an absolute bloodbath. I really did. Um, Should have so, to the podcast last week, mate. You know, I don't think I've told you. A thing I, I, did. I am an avid listener to this podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed the previous pods. I was I was watching them live. I was I was doing I was doing my stuff around the house, and I had you guys on my phone. I was watching and listening. But yeah, I just I thought the Bills were going to. I thought just everything that's happened with the Buffalo Bills in recent weeks. I thought they were going to take that forward, and and in this game with Miami, would say with Skylar Thompson starting, I feared the worst. I really did. Um, but they did. They they kept it close really close, kept it really entertaining. We thought we were going to get a major upset. I, I, I tweeted about it at the time. Uh, I thought, could, could Miami cause like one of the biggest upsets here? So like, Bills have clung onto the, the win, three, three points in it in the end. Um, out of all the games, I mean, there was the, the massive comeback for the Jags was unexpected, but I did fancy them to, to beat the Chargers. I had them. Um, but I would have said that Miami beating the Bills probably would have been the biggest upset of, of all the games. Um, so you've got to give credit where it's due with, with what what they had at the beginning um, in terms of, you know, no tour. Uh, he he had, he's had his concussion issues and hopefully he'll be back next season and, and they can build on that. Um, but, you know, look, looking at the stats, yeah, Tom, Thompson wasn't particularly great. Um, nobody in, in, in as far as the uh, receiving yards, uh, Tidy Kill got the most 69 yards, you know. Hey. <laughs> Aye, for, for, for somebody like that, that's, that's usually such a, a massive deep threat, it's, it's disappointing. So for, for the Bills, they, they, they move on to the next round. Hopefully they learn a few lessons from this, uh, particularly with, with Alan and the, the mistakes that he was he was making. I think that's the, the one big takeaway from the Bills side of things. Um, is Alan's maybe got to, to take a wee bit of a look at himself. What what can he do to improve um, so they don't end up, say, in a game like this where they've had such a comfortable lead, 17 points, and, and let Miami back in. Scud, how much do you think like, Mike McDaniels is sitting kicking his own arse over that clock management? Oh, he will be calling himself for that and the decision to throw for it rather than just take this. Uh, he'll be killing himself. But see, I, I think if one one player was fit, they would have won that game. Most of it. I think if they had a running game and somebody to go at them, they would have won that game of football. Um, be it two or not, it wasn't there, but if they could actually have run the ball, look what most have done when they won nearly run the season, 100 and odd yards against them, but they were missing that, the cutting edge in the run game. They were heavily banged up. I think everybody knows that and oh, it was a credit to them, but it doesn't help when you've burned all three of your timeouts with, what was it, about 10 minutes or something left in the fourth quarter or something after <laughs> that. They were, they were taking forever. There was that delay of game, was it, in the... The fourth and one. That's it. I'm fourth sorry. I'm trying. No, it was fourth and one. I they went fourth and one. And it took them about you know forty seconds to get the play call in and actually set up in the huddle. And it's just that stuff can't even happen. Not in the biggest game of your season. You know, again, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. You know, that's exactly what they're playing at there. Uh, how much? Uh, the, the one thing I sort of took away for this is that teams seem to be golden Josh Allen into throwing deep. Now, he will land one, 
you know fine well he will connect with Stefan Diggs and they will go. But you know fine well he'll cough up at least one interception as well. Is mm-hmm. and again as things start going up and start facing some defenses that are a bit better, should Buffalo fans be worried about just the way they're playing them now? As I said, I thought the Patriots should have beat them. Special teams messed up big time for us. They kind of, you know, they've just sort of been sluggish the last few weeks. And I know they've obviously had quite an emotional time with the Demar Hamlin stuff, but yeah. kind of getting into the football side now. I thought they're really missing Von Miller and missing that pass rush. I mean, somebody get after, you know, quarterbacks when it is in third down, get them off the field. Matt Milano stepped up a big way. He's an absolute phenom. But yeah. Do do we think Buffalo should be worried and need a kick up the arse? I'm sorry, on you go, Liam. Sorry, mate, I'll go next. I was going to say there's a strange strange (laughs) series of play. There's a strange like um, was it? It was was Davis that kept throwing to. There's a two 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 long shots, the exact same play, and Davis is running sprinting down the sideline for the first one, misses the ball, like doesn't catch the ball, gas, but they call the same play again, like exact same play, and try and get him to run the exact same. And as you say, like as you were saying, Danny, like they're just kind of teams are they just letting them let them try to throw throw deep and, and get get the spoils afterwards. Hopefully, to be fair to Davis, he did he turned up again on a, a playoff game. To be fair, with his stat his stats, whatever his touchdown and his hundred and thirteen yards or something like that. So Sammy's uh, catches were unreal. He had that oh, yeah. catch where it just looked like you know, it was incomplete and it it bounced off it. You seen the way he got his hand underneath it, and you see him afterwards, and he was just kind of like smuggle it. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did that. I, I got that. <laughs> Easy, neighbor, we man. Uh, uh, it was good. Uh, yeah, any the other maybe have to, um, the Bills maybe have to, as far as Allen goes, he might have to. He didn't rush for a, a huge amount in this game, and normally that's one of Josh Allen's biggest strengths is when he's not got a pass on, he's able to you know maneuver at the pocket, he's able to gain those extra like five tires, get you know, get to that first down slide for that first down. Didn't do a huge amount of that in this game, maybe like you were saying, Danny. If he is taking all these deep shots and he's coming up against better defences, maybe they do have to start leaning on the running game a wee bit more, not just Allen, but, you know, James Cook got a touchdown in this game. Um, yep. I really like him. I hope he does well. Many Dalvin Cook. Um, they, they maybe have to look at that a little bit more, depending on who they come up against, because if they're going to, you're, you're going to be up against, like say, better corners, better to, um, better zone coverage. The, the, the Russian side of it is maybe something they're going to have to focus on a little bit, get more of a balance going rather than just these constant throws from Alan all the time. So, and, and say Alan included, because only only four times he was he was actually rushing this game, which is pretty small for yeah. him. Yeah, single tree, the single tree ran pretty well. Obviously, he, was, he ran pretty hard for that final first down. It, it killed the mm. clock. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I agree with their smudge. All right, and they get anything else they want to. Any other final thoughts in this game? Will we move on to one probably the highlight of the, the best game, the best game Sunday do we, night? Do we have to? I was, I was going to say it was nine thirty, but since that uh, <laughs> Dolphins Bill game's going to last about five hours, <laughs> which I, I was not that bothered about because by the time I get back to Dublin, drove up, uh, I never get in the house to about back at ten, and it was just starting to kick off. So I just had enough time to grab a Chinese, sit down. And I'm, I'm I'm not ashamed to say, but I think I was asleep about an hour later on the couch. <laughs> but uh, uh, aye, the Guinness was good. Right, rematch, Christmas Eve. We know how that went. 
Greg the new leg, Joseph, 61-yard field goal set up. So we just knew, right, this one was going to be another close game. And typically, you know, the Vikings did their usual, let's fall behind, a nice 10-point deficit. That's what we, you know, we love to give teams. And then what do they do? Start to pull themselves back in this game. And the hope is there. All the Vikings fans just hoping Kirk can do it. Everybody's rooting for him to do it. But not more floppy plays, more penalties, just valuable points left off the board. They managed to tie it up. But at the end of the day, this game comes down to one man. Danny Dimes was absolutely on fire. Ripped this one up. Giants take the win, 31-24. Craig, for sure, tell us what happened. Hold back the tears. Do take I have a minute. To? Clear the lump for your throat. Yeah. Get the tissues out. The tissues. <laughs> <laughs> oh my nose. You, where do you start? I, I, I'm going to start, right, with the Giants. And I have to give massive, massive credit to the New York Giants. Daniel Jones had an absolutely tremendous game. He He rushed like... Josh Allen, like Josh Allen should have been probably in the in the previous game. He, he looked like that kind of quarterback, the mobility that he had, the amount of yards he was able to gain with his feet were, quite frankly, devastating. We didn't have an answer for him. Um, he had like the playoff game of his life, but he's been doing this throughout the season. The transformation in him as a quarterback has been brilliant. The, the Giants as a team have been much improved this season. And I know like Murdo will be delighted uh, as a resident Gridiron Crew Giants fan. He'll be sitting with a big, massive smirk in his face as he hears me praising his team through gritted teeth. But I'm glad you said smirk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, Danny Dimes was great. And, and we didn't have an answer to it. Um, Saquon as well, just, just on the ground. Both Saquon and uh, Daniel Jones, the amount, the amount of space that we were giving Saquon was embarrassing at times. Some of the, the there was one like camera angle where it was showing you the, the channels that were opening up for Saquon. It was like, this is one of the best running backs in the league. And it was like massive chasms opening up in front of him with nobody covering him in times. It was it was absolutely ridiculous. Um our defence really, really struggled in this game. Massively struggled in this game. Um, offensively, we weren't particularly great. I didn't think the Kirk Cousins was terrible, um, but we we weren't really able to to run the ball particularly well. A lot of the times, Cousins would hesitate. He would throw a, a, a cross ball to uh, Dalvin Cook, and by the time he'd picked it up, he had no momentum and he already had at least one Giants defensive player on top of him. Like he had, he had nothing to start with, and he get thrown on he get thrown under the bus a couple of times with decisions like that from Cousins. So there is a bit of fault there. Um, at the end of the game, I mean, when we were tied up, and then the Giants go ahead, and we are driving with basically the season on the line. And the one player that we had in our team that actually like stood out that had a really good game, like Hawkinson had a, a really decent game. They get targeted loads. Um, they did an excellent job with, with Jefferson. Again, got to say, uh, defensively, the Giants were, were tremendous. But 
Hawkinson, the, the, we were having some success with him. I thought, well, let's drive of the game. Like, the season's on the line. And he, he, he's short. Like, Hawkinson's short. He's, and he's probably not any chance of breaking that tackle. And that's it. The game's done. Um, he, he should have taken the gamble at least to try and tie up the game and, and force it into, you know, into overtime. So, it's disappointing. What can I say? Um, it's been a roller coaster season. We've had some absolutely brilliant games, massive comeback wins. I didn't expect at the start of the season that we would get to where we are, like winning the NFC North, getting into the playoffs. But you've got to say, like Brian Debal, got to be right up there with like coach of the year contender with the transformation of the New York Giants. Um, they are. Yeah, deserved winners. Got to, got to admit it. They were the better team. I can't, can't you know, can't say any more than that. We we just get absolutely um, smothered in, in in the key areas that we're usually really strong in. You know, Jefferson's our standout receiver, and apart from the opening drive, other than that, really pretty quiet. It was all really Hawkinson that was seeing all the targets, and the running game was was basically non-existent as well. Keep getting snuffed out. So. Aye, gutted, mate. <laughs> in summary. I don't know about you, boys. There just wasn't enough tears in there. I was really wanting snort <laughs> and pure brain down. And so, so that, that thing like when you, you fall or something like when you were like eight and you can't quite catch your breath, but you're trying to talk like <laughs> That's what I was holding tears. So that was disappointing. Uh, right, just before we move on to the Giants, because I think they're absolutely superb, but I think we need to talk more about them. We like, do, we do. There was a particular play that I just could not understand, and it was the very last. It was the fourth down. I think these were fourth and seven. Yep. Man coverage, and you throw two yards. Was it to Hawkinson or was it three why, yards? Why would you do that? If, why, why would you do that? What, surely what's you the point? throw past the sticks. Yes. <laughs> Go for something forward, and that was just the one stupid, one stupid decision that. One of a couple of... I'm not laying the blame on Cousins. I think the, the fault in this game lies with our defence. And I'm also not going to pin everything on Ed Donatel either because I was looking at... like Our, our defence It's getting pretty old and it's it's not going to get any younger. And like I love guys like Harrison Smith. I've got my, I've got my Harrison Smith jersey on tonight. You know, that guy's 34. Um, he's not getting any younger. Um, Patrick Peterson, 32. He's not getting any younger. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, you know, you look at the, you look at some of the other defences in this league, the defences that are performing really, really well with with young, capable, fast, dynamic defending players. You know, look, look at guys like Sauce that have come into the league and they've been an absolute revelation for the Jets. We need to start drafting in our, our, our defensive positions, we really do. You know, it's safety at corner. We need to strengthen there in, in this draft because offensively, we've got something there. We've got a good tight end now. Like Hawkinson was a great um, asset to bring in this season. We've got Jefferson. Say, so I'll stick with I'll stick with Cousins. Um, I don't think he's. I think you know he's more than familiar with our system now, and he's he's comfortable in it. The blame can't all lie in there, but yeah, defensively we we need to strengthen in the off season. That's the biggest takeaway that I would take from this game. We were found out there is a reason that at the end of the regular season we were negative three on points difference. We're leaking points. Our defense needs showed up. We can score points. We just can't stop other teams scoring them against us. Right. Let's put them in the bin. 
Right. <laughs> Let's move on to the Giants. In the bin. Because as we, were, as we were talking about there, offensively, I they're a surprise, which again, I think we're seeing proper coaching, like I mentioned, mentioned a few times. This is what Ham's. We're seeing, we've finally seen the real Danny Dimes, what they actually seen in sixth overall pick, and it's maybe something that Dave Gettleman actually did pretty well. Uh, what, what did you take from it? Because look, you watch the game and they've got guys like Isaiah Hodgkin, Hodgkins, Hodgins, Hodgins, sorry, uh, absolutely going off in one. He looks like a legit receiver in this league. Slayton set him up as well. Barkley doing good good things. Scud, what, what did you see for this offense? Is it you know a masterclass by Dable and Kafka? Aye, it was, it was you say it was coaching. All comes into coaching, mate. And if Urban, um, if Urban Meyer, eh, if Doug Peterson is up there for coach, if Doug <laughs> Peterson is up there for coach of the year, um, Brian Dable has to be up there as well because what he's done to that team, especially with you just touched on their wide receiving core. There's not a household name there. You wouldn't have looked at that and thought they're scary, but as you said, Hodges, Godkinson, Slater, James, all done well. Um, and they've got the tight end. Oh, I keep on forgetting this guy's name. Um, Bellinger. Bellinger. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, yeah. he's, he's looking decent. And then you said Jones himself. I mean, he outrushed Barkley, and that just that's quite... Um, that itself is. Did Did you not think it was brilliant? No, at one point he just said, "I was running loose." Like I'm fucked. Why he stop running me? <laughs> <laughs> he's pizza. <laughs> but he didn't know he was running in the first half. Then he didn't even run the second half. I don't think he'd done enough in the first. But no, I think the Giants are a legit team. Um, and it's next year. This was meant to be the quote unquote just getting to know building building year. So they've built yeah. really well, and then it's got to be good to see what happens going forward. But as you say, Daniel Jones has turned into an, been a first-round pick. If he can play like this and sustain this level, he'll be a great quarterback for many years to come for the New York Giants. Yeah. Well, see, I loved the, the Statue of Liberty play. That was, that was class, wasn't it? Just, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while since I've seen a, one of them executed. That was, that was great. Liam, what did you take for this game? Is there any sort of the Giants' defence now? You know, big sexy Dexy up front. What a nose tackle he is. He is just getting after absolute everything. I think he got done with a bogus rough in the passer oh, call yeah, that, as well. That, that, was, that was a, that was a uh, terrible that, call. That was that harsh. Was, that was awful. It, it was. He kind of spun because of it. Wasn't he? If anything, it was probably intentional grounding, actually. We got away with one, I'll be honest. But um, again, guys like Thibodeau coming in, just looking on real big difference makers as well. Is there, what, what are you seeing for a defensive side? Well, I think I think uh, Craig alluded to it, like how they covered Jefferson. I think it had like four targets the first drive and then three more, the, I think it was three more in the second half and then uh, three more in the first half and then one in the second half. Yeah. And I think I think he was getting covered by was Adoree Jackson or someone that was coming. Um, he was he was massive him. coming back, yeah. obviously coming yeah. back from injury, and um, you know you can see the benefit he makes to that defense. Another one, um, who was it? McK- McKinley was it? Was another one? He could just kind of flying around McKinney, the place. Yeah. Yeah, McKinney, McKinney, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, so yeah, and as you say, well, he's always a game as well. He he's always making plays. You know, you can see the real sort of young dynamic defense. What you were just talking about earlier, there, Smudger, I guess. Yeah. How? Far do you think they could go, Liam? 
Yeah, now they've got, now they've got the, uh, the dreaded Eagles to come. I shouldn't say dreaded. They're old favourites, should I say. Um, um, I don't know. I think but it's like all, all, all credit to Dable. Coaching, as you say, can he coach, just coach them through it all? I, I was very impressed with them. Like, obviously, I, I was, had the luck of seeing them live this year. That was a, a great experience all round. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look but, at your face, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like watching this game, you just couldn't be, you couldn't help you impressed what, what what you saw. Sorry, Craig. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Liam. We've both both our teams have been uh, we've, we've suffered really sore defeats to the Giants <laughs> this season. So. There you go. Yeah. We share that in common now. Uh, trust me, me and Danny can talk about defeats to the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about the game. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently the last time the Giants were this far into the postseason, they won the Super Bowl. So just, yeah, just leave that hanging out there. Get the Giants, the Giants man, elevating. But if this weekend's taught us, it's taught us like divisional games. Are going to be a lot closer than you expect. You'd think the Eagles might win this, but look at the mm-hmm. Bills and the Dolphins. As you said, Danny, it's playoff football and divisionals as well. They know each other very well, so it can come very close. Well, let's round off these last two games and we'll maybe touch on that. So I think it's worth doing, right? So let's go into the next game. This was the, the Sunday night game. I was definitely asleep the time this one kicked <laughs> off, but it was the Lamar Jacksonless Baltimore Ravens. They travelled into Cincinnati, take on their AFC North rivals, uh, the Bengals. Joe Burrow and Co. They were heavily fancied to have their way in this one, but it was an unlikely hero that clinched the win. Defensive end Sam Hubbard ran the ball back 98 yards, old lady, and he was struggling for about 96 of them. Uh, <laughs> For the game-winning touchdown and sealed a 24-17 win for the Cincinnati Bengals. This game was a bit nuts as well, wasn't it, lads? Uh, I, I managed to catch in 40 the next day, but uh, yeah. So who wants to take this one? Liam. I, I was going to say, like, it was, it was a really odd game. Like, the Bengals, they were doing fine. They were just kind of plodding on. But Baltimore just kind of shot themselves in the foot all the time. Um, or kind of seemed that way. Um, and as you say, it was that one big play that kind of that kind of sealed it. And Bengals, I suppose, like in the hottest team coming, maybe one of the hottest team coming into the the playoffs, you probably say. But they just didn't. I suppose I think I think it's injuries. Like they lost, who did they lose? They lost. Um, was it Williams? Offensive so, line. Yeah, another offensive lineman. The left tackle was it? Um, so that's three, so three down. So you kind of you kind of worry for Burrow uh, going forward <laughs> a bit. Um, but they just they just didn't they just seemed to just do enough this game. Chase again was was class, I thought. Um making plays. It was good to see um Higgins kinda of get making he didn't have maybe amazing stats in the end, but he was making making some good catches after after what he went through as well. So it was, that was nice to see, um to yeah. be honest. The Ravens just never kinda of went away in this game, did they? Like you know, no. the, the slender lead at, at half time. Um and then see when it was when it was all tied up at seventeen all the 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 winning touchdown you were talking about, Danny. Just just when you're talking about like how much he struggled at the end. <laughs> if you watch it again, I mean it's it's hilarious every time you watch it. But the funniest thing about it is watch the referee trying to keep up with him. Like if you think that the big defense, if you think Big Hubbard's struggling, watch the <laughs> watch the referee doing his dad jog to try to try. And keep up with him. I was absolutely 
buckled watching it. It's honestly it's so funny. Is that why you watch wish... it later on? Give yourself a laugh. It's like it's you... like. <laughs> it's it's like Brady the... when he does his uh, hey. when Brady did his video about the his, oh, uh, <laughs> when he does his he, dash his preseason dash one <laughs> but uh, no, that's maybe why the ref missed the block in the back then was it? <laughs> oh, oh, nah. I've got to say I, I thought it was a bit there, there. but again spot for goal doesn't really matter it's probably going to set up a, a winning score anyway uh, the, the Ravens is something stinking in I was going to say Kansas but I don't know what that saying is, but there's something rotten in Kansas, I think the saying is, but is it rotten in Baltimore? Is there something, Scud, that's going on here that just is not good? We've got Lamar seems to want nothing to do with the place. Wide receivers don't want to go there. We've got J.K. Dobbins coming out afterwards, slating the play calling, and you know, the fact is that he should be running the ball in from the one-yard line or two-yard line or whatever it was. He's got a point. And I think we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the 49ers and the fact they basically just picked up Brock Purdy and kind of just threw him <laughs> exactly. into the end zone, whereas that play just didn't go to plan. It was a brilliant defensive stand from a Bengals point of view, but I, I even heard Jim Harbaugh, is it Jim? John, Jim, Jim, coming out afterwards and saying, uh, no, he actually executed wrong. He should have went low and not up. You know, how big, the, but, <laughs> how, but how big's the bus? Do they want to throw people under here? It just seems like it's just True. there's no unity within this team. They're just, you know, and did that show in the end? Yes. Um, the fact that um, Jackson wasn't even there with them in the stadium mm. um, is massive. If you he's your franchise quarterback, he's injured, but you want him to be on the side. He's meant to be a good. He's got a good relationship with Huntley, but even for him, he wasn't in the side for him. I don't. I think that's that relationship's went really sour. To be honest with you, um, their defense played brilliant. Um, the, the Ravens' defense is probably one of the best in the league. They kept them in the game. Let's face facts. The Bengals couldn't run the ball against them, um, and that takes away puts a lot more pressure on Joe Burrow and the receivers. Um, but to me, there's something. I don't think the Ravens. I don't think um, Jackson will be there next year. I think he's gone. Um, I don't think that you can save that, but you say they can get wide receivers to come. They need help. There's no one to throw the ball to. Mark Andrews, great tight end, but he can't do it all himself. And they can't keep in, our wide receivers healthy. The way he was charging down Sam Hubbard shows that he was actually, he literally was trying to do it all himself since there's nobody else within sight, was there? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And Mr. Cincinnati, you say the wee block, we nudge, nudge to put him down, but. Um, well, which, uh, the the reaction to that was class, wasn't it? It was looking the hands up like I didn't do it. <laughs> <Wait>, did he <laughs> <laughs> kind of hops over him as well. Like, oh, oh, how did you get down there? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I think the Bengals will get better. I say this is an our divisional game. They know each other so well, and that was a legit defense we're up against. So if you take against what if the Bills they're playing next week, um. They'll get a lot more opportunities against that defense, that's for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Those that that defense told to the Bengals to nine points at the half. The Bengals are, you know, this is a twelve and four team in the, in the season so far. And they've got a tremendous quarterback, so there's nothing wrong with that side of the ball. But yeah, offensively, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens um, next season. 
with the, the Jackson situation in particular. That, that is a strange one. I didn't actually know that, that he wasn't even in the stadium. He travelled um, last week. He travelled right. last week to the last divisional game, the last uh, 18, week 18, but right. he didn't travel this week. So mm. and the fact they've just gave all that money it's definitely a calculated, calculated move from Jackson. That is, he knows he knows the press that's going to get. Totally knows what he's doing there. So, but they've just gave a big contract out. So, they try. Um, to me, they, sh- they surely you sign up your franchise quarterback. Yeah, all those exactly. teams that have struggled for years. Look at the Jets. Not having a quarterback for all the years, they've struggled, and then they've got somebody in the building, and they're not wanting to try and lock them down. It's mm. a bit. I suppose it's the, the, the old uh, off, last off season. The quarterback contracts are, are mental now. After last off season, um, but he probably wants all the guaranteed money. So he, he definitely. But he's, he's yeah. He's looking around the league. He's you know drawn comparisons to what you know what statistics he's you know what stats he's put up this season. The last two seasons, you can you can look at Lamar Jackson and in both this season and the previous. He's, he's played pretty much the same. He's played fourteen games. His passing stats are pretty similar. Um, he's rushed for a little bit, been a little bit less mobile this season, but you know, injuries-wise, he's, he's struggled a little bit more. But yeah, he's he's wanting paid. He's, he's looking a better at... quarterback than Watson all day long. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's not getting the misdemeanors and... round about him as well. Yeah, alleged, 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 al- al- alleged. <laughs> yeah, he. he... He's absolutely wanting paid. It's whether the Ravens can afford to pay him, and and what does that leave them? Because you said it, and you were absolutely right, Scud. He's got nobody really to be thrown to. So do they? Do they then have to look at drafting to strengthen there as well, and and take some risks on some rookies? I've tried that. I, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll be there. I don't know what will happen with Lamar Jackson. I really don't. And where he goes to, but that, that'll be the quarterback carousel special that we'll do in the off season. I'm, I'm just glad there's another quarterback carousel going on, and uh, not just um, a certain uh, Rogers, you know, someone else to chat about. No. There's going to be plenty of that in the off season, so I can't wait to get in about that. I've just realised I've misspelled this. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to show myself up as being daft. Put this up anyway. That's getting to the last game, right? So I can't spell Buccaneers, obviously. <laughs> Nothing. Is that the right spelling? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. That, looks, that looks right to ah, me. That looks a bit right, doesn't it? It this does. It's good we're enough. Well, I know we're into this, you know. And no, I, just to, I just had to do a dash to go and get my, my laptop charger before the whole lot <laughs> collapsed on us here. So <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the last game, right? And we'll, we'll round this one up because this game, Monday night, Tom Brady went into this game 7 0 against uh, the Cowboys. Monday night wild card game. Stage was set for, you know, playoff Brady and the Bucks to do their thing. Dak and the Cowboys had been struggling a late. Surely it was, it was written in the stars that they were going to go deep into playoffs here, the Bucks. But no, Dak stepped up. Had arguably his best game of the season. Threw four touchdowns, ran in another, blew out Tampa Bay and home. And let's face it, that, that could have been Tom Brady, the GOATs, well, final ever game in the NFL. But that's it. D- the Dallas went on to steal this one. But it finished 31-14, and even that makes it a wee bit closer than it probably was. Break it down quickly, lads. I don't want to spend too much time in this. Let's, let's, to be honest, I'd rather 
let's focus on the Dallas Cowboys going forward. I think we've seen enough and we spoke enough throughout the season about the Bucks and the struggles that they've had. I don't think there was anything new to report on this. Offensively, all over the place. Nothing to really add to it. Brady was all over the place. He actually looked like Brady of the Patriots in 2019 in that wild card game against the Titans, just knowing fine well things just aren't going well and he needs out of there. So, Smudger, tell us about Dak and them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yeah, like you said, the Cowboys had a brilliant game. Dak Prescott in particular was great. And the score, I think it does, it flatters Tampa. I mean, they were at, they were at home um, and they really did struggle. And the 14 points, like the, the, the last two touchdowns, it really, they, they, put up, they put up nothing in the first half, which just shows you how much they, they, they struggled against the, the Cowboys' defence. And then they were forced into, right, score a touchdown, we'll go for two. First attempt, didn't get it. Second attempt, yeah, it flattered them. It really did. And the Cowboys... They put in an absolutely solid playoff performance here. And um, the one the one touchdown I really like that we were talking about just before, I think it was sec- second half where um, the third touchdown, I think it was, where Dak, they're, they're basically the fourth and goal. And they decide, no, I'm not going to take the field goal. We're going to go for it. And Dak has the weak and a slight hand. You think he's handed it off, but he's actually still got the ball tucked behind him. He just runs around the side and walks in for the touchdown. Absolutely brilliant to see. Um, I love little kind of trick plays like that when you see them. Uh, but the, the Cowboys just look really, really comfortable. Uh, they, they weren't put under a lot of pressure. Uh, when you look at the um, the stats and their uh, the receivers as well, the, the, they were spreading the ball out really, really well. Dalton Schultz had a brilliant game, you know, a couple of touchdowns for for him. Um, yeah, the, the Cowboys, they're finding momentum at the right time. Uh, certainly, as far as as far as they go, and they couldn't have probably asked for a better matchup playing a, a really struggling Bucks team. I don't think we've you know, really learned anything new about the Cowboys, other than this is the Cowboys that we know they can be that we probably saw earlier in the season. Um, they really struggled towards the end of the season; had some absolutely honking games, uh, to be honest. So. Yeah, they've come good at the right time. Whether they can keep it up, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I only saw the highlights of this. Like yourself, it was it was a late game, so um, watch watch the kind of highlights this afternoon to see what other takes we could we could take from the the, the Cowboys' performance. Um, yeah, this disappointing for the Bucks, but not entirely unexpected. And a shame for Brady. I actually read a stat that um, Brady's red zone interception was his first ever red zone interception as a Buccaneer, which yeah. I found really surprising. But that's that's credit that to Brady, a, I suppose. That was an awful play, though. You can see Brady yeah. walking off, like, smacking his helmet and stuff. So just, ah. like, what the hell are you doing? But I guess yeah. when des- desperate times, you know, you just exactly. get away and he gets away from you. Uh, he, knew, he knew that that game was over, though. He, he, he probably knew at halftime that the game was <laughs> over. Like, even, even Brady, the master of the, you know, some of the greatest comebacks in the history of the game. I think even you, we're, we're not coming back from this one. Uh, even the, the Cowboys kicker was trying to do them a favour. You know, he he was just refusing. Uh, that's actually, we need to talk about that. Four, yeah, four uh, yeah. extra points missed. Right, okay, Scud, yeah. give us in-depth analysis and in his kicking style, which led to those four points missed. Pish. 
<laughs> no, um, just I, I, the game itself. It started off really, really slow. I was punt, punt, punt. The four punts to start off with. The game started off horrible. Um, Dallas got into the groove and got the ball moving from there. But I think it, Dallas is a good team. Um, they just need to. Dak needs to cut out the interceptions. What he does, it shows you what he can do when he doesn't have. He's not get the questionable decisions and throwing the ball up for the grabs. But again, he didn't see a lot of rushing from him either. He got his wee rushing touchdown as you touched on Smudger. But again, he's not doing as much of the rushing anymore as either. I suppose to get to a stage where they need to protect themselves and maybe not do as much. Hence, he's in what Allen might be doing with the Bills. But no, it was a really strong performance but again you can't really take in from it from how good they are or where they are because the bucks were that bad you can't let gas somebody at someday brady's age to throw the ball 66 times in a game that is ridiculous that's ageist (laughs) anybody to throw dak he threw the ball twice as much as dak Nah, but Zach only threw it 33 times and Brady's out there throwing it 66. That's too much for somebody yeah. to throw the ball. It just shows you how bad they were in the run game. Again, yeah, that's... Shows you with the struggle way all year. I think we've said this quite a few times in podcasts. That's what I was saying. I don't really want to keen a touch on it because we've uh, said... No, sorry. No, sorry, I'll let you wait with this one time, but that's, that's a black mark again, Sherman. <laughs> don't want to harm again. <laughs> and that's true. But again, you know, it was always playoff Larry and all this kind of nonsense and, you know, would he go for about seven yards or something like that? You know, it was just they've just been completely inept in the run game. But again, it's, it's building up a bit of confidence in Dallas, something they'd need a bounce back game just to give them that ego, that boost to get into the, the divisional round. Uh, Liam, what do you make of their offense? Because, again, that's... Confidence goes a long way in this league. Your momentum goes a long way in this league. You had plays from Schultz. You had uh, the rookie tight end, Ferguson, I think he's called. You had Lamb, Gallup making big plays. Pollard in there making plays. Good. Uh, you know, we're going to go to the next, but obviously they've got to go up against the 49ers in that defence. Do they have the talent there to actually make a deeper push in there and start worrying some of these NFC teams that are remaining? I suppose I'd say when you list them all off, they've got a good skill mix. Kind of like as we talked about right at the start, the Forty ers I nice. I don't think they're quite the same. Definitely at the same level the Forty ers I don't think skill mix wise the skill players, but it's not a bad, a bad, a bad core for uh, Prescott to to use and uh, throw the ball or get some rushing yards. I thought it was interesting that Pollard kind of Pollard. I know he's been doing it quite a lot this season, but I had more rushing rushing yards than uh, and and attempts than Elliot. I think this game as well. So. Is that are we finally seeing the the complete shift over sort of thing to to, to Pollard being the number one there? But Jerry Jones will have a word with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so what, what, what are you doing, son? Has Mike seventy-seven yards for Pollard? Only twenty-seven To me, he's far more explosive. Like Zeke's a yeah. great running back, you know, power running back in it, but just more explosive with balls and on the field, you know. All season, you just think when he's got the ball, you think something's going to happen. Just all season, yep. um, so totally. Um, Mike McCarthy, McCarthy, he's probably saved his job, hasn't he? So, <laughs> well, for another week. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you just know fine well, you know. Yes, for Texas and a bit of cowboy Jerry Jones, he's got itchy trigger finger. He's he's dying just to pull the trigger. I think there. You get beaten in. 
can do it to Jimmy Johnson, they can do it to Garrett, you can do it, yeah, he's not going to hang about. Any other final thoughts? To me, I, I think we've covered it well at the end of the day. What was that word you used earlier to, uh, to sum up the kicker's scud? Shape. No, it was pish. Oh, it was pish. It was <laughs> Same thing. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> if you did a shite of your value, I didn't have a look after um, just before we came on, just to see, I had to see if there'd been an update because um, Russell Gage took a bit of a nasty uh, fall uh, yeah. during the game. Um, so I haven't seen how he is, but hopefully, hopefully he's all right because. Uh, look looked like a pretty bad one having to get carted off. So fingers crossed he's all right because uh, not not so good news for the, the the Bucks. No, no, I don't want to finish the season with any more of these scary looking injuries. Uh, there was concussion with a neck injury there, and uh, yeah, just want other guys to get off the field healthy and nothing. You know, they put their bodies fairly in the line for our entertainment, and you know, at least they can do is actually go off the field in one piece. So no, I definitely hope he's doing well. Right. Through the six games there, lads, absolute crackers. Let's do a quick five minute or so. Look ahead to the divisional round, right? So what we got up first? We've got Jags at Chiefs Saturday night, half nine, our time. Giants Eagles Saturday night, Sunday morning, quarter past one. Uh Bengals are at Bills, Sunday eight PM, and I don't have the time on Sunday night, whatever it is. I think it's half I think it's half, 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 half eleven, I think. Is a half eleven midnight. It should yeah, be Cowboys so. at Forty Niners. So let's have a wee bit of fun about this. As I say, we'll we'll we'll, we'll leave the the crew, uh, the preview crew, uh, to. Sorry, what's oh, that? You don't usually don't usually shout that when folk are playing the part. Enough of you. You'll be fine. <laughs> <You'll be quiet. laughs> Who the hell say people can comment in this show? Eh? Right? I'm in control here. Right, let's have a bit of fun, right? As I say, we'll leave the serious chat to the boys later on in the week to properly go through the, the, the review and get in a deep dive. But let's what we've just seen here, right? So, first of all, we'll do a quick one from the table who's got to win them, right? Just want your early predictions. We don't know about injuries, we don't know what's hard, you know, weather conditions and all that stuff. So, right, Jags Chiefs, we'll go Smudger Liam Scud. Smudger, who's winning Jags Chiefs? Chiefs are going to win. But I want to see another like Chiefs go ahead, Jags make a massive comeback, and you think they're going to do it again, they're good again. And I think what's going to happen is that the Chiefs are just going to have enough quality to get through it. I think the the, the home advantage is going to be the the deciding factor here, and and they've had that uh, wee rest as well. I think they'll be well prepared. Asterix Jags rest, yeah. Asterix was that one more yeah. answer? Chiefs. <laughs> so did so I. <laughs> Just, just, just knock yourself out. I've got a right, mate. It's not looking up at half five for work or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, Liam, who do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Chiefs as well. I'll keep it simple. Chiefs, one over. Good man, Scotty. Jags. I'm going Jags as well, just to get it right up, studs. Ooh, right, snap. <laughs> Giants, Eagles. He's not drinking. Sick. Come on, Come on. on the ball here, Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> I'm, I'm going Eagles too. Sorry, Eagles. Sorry, Maldo. I'm I'm going Giants right now. I'm I'm allowed to put an extra words. I control the mic. Just basically because there's a question mark over Hurts right now. That's what I'm saying. As the injuries stand now, that's why I'm going. Right, Bengals, Bills. Bengals. 
Yeah, I'm going for Bengals too. Once he got, I've got an interest with Burrow in my fantasy league, so I'll take him. Bengals. Yes, I'm going Bills. That old line has <laughs> just got to get Joe B killed. That's not going to work for him. Right, Cowboys 49ers. Niners. 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 Full sweep. There we go. Niners were in that one, right? So, what? I guess look, looking at these games, one. What's, what's your game of the week going to be? I think it's the Cowboys. I like Cowboys. Niners, Niners Cowboys. after after Cowboys last night. Yeah. I'm going for. A shootout. Scotty. I'm thinking. What do you mean you're thinking? Come on, snapping <laughs> answers. We need you here on the ball. I'm Eagles, going to go Giants. That's what I was going to say. See, <laughs> we're like that's good. That's why we're, we're, we're on the ball. I think that'll be a cracker to be honest. Again, I love a divisional game. I think that's yeah. the one that's really got to see good head to head. So, uh, yeah, any other thoughts on these divisional round games? Because I'm just aware of the time. I'm a bit tired. There's not My a bad one working. in them, that's for sure. There's not a bad game there. Looking, for, looking forward to it after the wildcard weekend. It's definitely looking nice, nice and tasty. Okay, right. Before we go, one other thing. Which your upset? There's got to be one upset. What's the team? Who's got? Who's more likely caused the upset? Jags. And is there actually an upset? Jags. We're all in agreement. Jags. Yeah, I'd if, say it'll be, be Jags. Yeah. Giants or Jags have got to be the, the two upsets. The other ones are too close to call. I think. Mm, I don't From know. Cowboys Forty Niners. Me. Anyway, right. I'm just a bit spent. I've uh, I've excreted all my NFLness for just now. I'm already going to get my my new uh, my New England Patriots pajamas on and think about getting some shut eye as I cuddle into a life size cardboard cow at Tom Brady. Uh, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> another another good laugh. Uh, great crack as ever. Let's do a quick one through the table. Smudge, start with you. What's your final thoughts of the evening? That was that was tough. I had the I had the tissues there. I thought there was going to be tears, but uh, I say I'm I'm used to disappointment. I'm Scottish. I'm 37. I've had decades of disappointment. The, yeah, look at likes and send his invoice. And you've got about two weeks to still bring it this on um, 37 routine. So get it in there while you can. Correct, team. correct. Still young, still young. I still, <laughs> still get a job in the NFL yet. <laughs> Liam, uh, I was just, I just, I just enjoyed the World Cup weekend. I thought it was class. It was just nice to sit back, not have to worry about my team. Thankfully, and just La- enjoy the game. Laugh your off at your rivals. Yeah, don't yep. worry, we understand. Scuddy, what about you, man? Any final thoughts? Um, uh, kickers are pish. There's there's the title for this uh, this podcast right there. Kickers are pish. (laughs) Right, fair enough. I agreed. We've got a Nishi here, or bloody Plato. We've got Scud. (laughs) Right. Thank you very much to everybody who has watched and listened to this. Be sure subscribe and all that good stuff. Love to hear from you. So get in touch with social media, Twitter, Instagram, or on YouTube to watch all this stuff. Great to love obviously getting more and more people involved, people dropping us messages. Absolutely love hearing it. Keep it up. Any feedback, anything we can do, we're happy. You know, we don't mind. You're suckers. We'll do it all. Uh, well, Scud will anyway, allegedly. Currently, some <laughs> phone boxes in Hamilton. But. <laughs> 
Anyway, right, I'm gonna I'm, I'm just gonna off in serious tangents tonight, lads. Uh, that's definitely me. I'm fatigued. Right, the crew will be back for the the preview of the divisional games on uh, I don't know, Thursday, Friday, some point some before point. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> lads, catch you later on. Thank you very much, all. Catch you later. Later. Cheers, Cheers. boys. See you later.